All right, well, welcome to our fourth mini episode. And, you know, we've been doing this podcast for, we were just talking over six months now. And so um, that seems crazy to us. It's been six months in 2020 time. So that's a long time. It's like six years, right? It's forever. It's like like dog years. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how it works. And so, um, but we've really enjoyed it. But, you know, maybe you've been listening and uh, and you're like, hey, we love these guys, but we don't really know who they are. And so we maybe thought, they don't love us. I, I don't mean, know. they might not love us. So maybe we need to give them reasons. Let's talk why. about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, we want to just share a little bit about how we got to this place. Like, really, just in our in our walks. Really, we just want to share a testimony so you guys know a little bit who we are. Yeah. So I'll go first here, and uh, just real briefly, you know. Um, one of the biggest things that impacted me growing up was my parents split up when I was young. Mm. Now I want to say from the get go, I, I have amazing parents. Yeah. You know, I have, I have two sets of parents. I have a mom and a stepdad and a dad, and stepmom, and they are awesome. Both of my step parents are like real parents, you yeah. know, like I don't think of them as step parents. Right. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it, it, it's, I have really, really, really great parents. Yeah. And so, some of the stuff that I faced growing up was some of my own internal things yeah. and it really did not have to do with them so much. I mean, they were great parents provided everything and things like that. But you know, for whatever reason <clears throat> I struggled growing up and didn't really feel like I f- had a place to belong, mm-hmm. you know, had a really struggle kind of fitting in. And so by the time I got to uh, junior high, high school age, I was looking for a group to fit in with. And one of the groups that I found was sort of a misfit kind of group that, um, was into, you know, really not, not great things. Mm -hmm. So I got into some different, you know, some, some, you know, not, not big time, but a little bit of drug use and, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And, you know, it just, it really was not good, you know, grades started slipping, didn't care about school, but I found a place to belong. But for whatever reason, that that hole in my heart never felt full. You yeah. know, it was it was one of those things that you, you you get what you think you need, but it doesn't satisfy you. Yeah. And so I was kept chasing and kept chasing and trying to fill my heart with all these things, but never found it. Well, I had one friend that was a Christian. <clears throat> this is in uh, my sophomore year of high school. I had one friend that was a a, a believer. And he would invite me to church and I would go sometimes to, you know, appease him or whatever. And he just kept bugging me. And I don't know why he even wanted to be my friend, but he did. <laughs> and, uh, I praise God for that because he invited me to a performance of heaven's gates and hell's flames, which is a traveling kind of pl- evangelistic kind of play. They would go and cool. they would do this play and it would, have, it would depict scenes of, um, people would, would die. And mm. then they would either go to heaven or hell based on whether they knew Christ. Wow. And one of the scenes in particular that I remember was a, was a mom and a daughter. The mom had picked up the daughter from church and the daughter was telling her mom about how she had accepted Christ and all mm. these things at, at like vacation Bible school or something. Yeah. Well, they get in a horrible car accident in the play and the daughter it goes, Jesus takes the daughter to heaven and the mom is taken to hell. And, you know, she keeps screaming, you know, I'm a good mom, you know, I'm a yeah. good person. And I'm thinking in my eyes, moms are good people. Right. Yeah. If that mom can't get into heaven, there's no hope for me at this point, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just laid down my life before the Lord and gave my life to him and, and became a believer that night. Uh, now my discipleship and really like 
giving him 100% took another year or yeah. so. Uh, I struggled, you know, kind of back and forth into my junior year. Then finally saying, okay, God, I know I'm a believer. I know it was that time you saved me. Now I'm, I'm going to give you 100% to follow and whatever you want to do with my life, however you want to lead me, I'm all in. Yeah. And so my senior year, I felt called to ministry and pursued that and really have, have never looked back. The Lord has just been so good and every good thing, my family, uh, my job, my ministry, uh, being able to impact and influence people in ministry, that's all from the Lord. Yeah. And he gets all the glory. And, you know, there's nothing within me that it was good or, or, yeah. or redeemable, but the Lord takes broken things and he, he renews them. Yeah. You know, I love that verse where he says, you know, beauty for ashes, you know, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he takes our, our brokenness. He takes those things that, um, you know, we, we hold up a life and we say, can you do anything with this right. mess that I've made? Yeah. And he redeems he it says, and yeah. does something amazing. That's and right. so it's all for God's glory that, that I'm here. And so that's a little bit about, about my life. So. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Brian. Um, what about you? Well, mine's a little different. Um, I, on the opposite side of that, not, not really opposite, but just like, um, for me, I grew up, uh, in church and just my, you know, my parents would always say, you know, I, I was in church before I was born, you know, they were, they, you know, cause my mom was there all the time, even when I, when she was pregnant. And so I just grew up around that. Uh, my, my grandparents were big influencers. My, my, uh, uncles and aunts were big influencers. And, um, you know, I, I really, my testimony starts with like my grandfather's testimony who was an alcoholic. And, uh, and one day, you know, he was a grown man working a job, had, had, my mom was like 12 years old and my mom and my granddaddy got saved right around the same time. And he, he quit cold Turkey. People thought he was crazy. Mm. And, um, you know, it's because of God working in my family before I even existed that he already started working on me. Mm. And that means a lot to me to know that, you know, it was already just planned out. He knew what he was doing. And so I grew up knowing all the things. Uh, four years old, I was on a walk with my mom. And I, I vaguely remember, I, I know there's a concrete wall next to us and we were on the road. We'd go on walks all the time in Florida. And uh, I just told my mom, I said, I, I want Jesus to be my savior. And my mom was like, what? Wow. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, yeah, I, Jesus is my savior. And uh, so they were like, okay, well, do you know what that means? You know? And so we walked through the whole, you know, Jesus died for my sins. Like, yeah, I'm bad. Jesus died for my sins. Like, I know that. I didn't understand it all, obviously. Um, but for me, I, I also, I knew that I really wanted to take communion. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and that could be a thing. Kids can sometimes want to take communion, so they'll say whatever. And uh, my parents were like, well, let's talk to the pastors. And and I had several pastors, because we had to move around this time, too. Several pastors of the different churches we were at, you know, said, hey, we really think you need to wait. And I got mad. I was mad. I was like, I believe this. Like, I know what <laughs> I know what the, the juice means. It's Christ's blood. I know what the bread means. I know it's not really that, but it symbolizes that. And he died for my sins. And so here I am, this like five, six, seven-year-old. I'm, I'm just ticked because they won't let me take communion. <laughs> Looking back on that, I think it was very wise. It, sure. it really made me like 
hold fast to that truth that no, Jesus is my savior. Right. And, um, and so eventually I got, uh, I got baptized, um, when I was seven and, um, and then I started, you know, then I was, I took communion cause I, I was definitely like, they were like, okay, yeah, no, he really does get this. And, um, and, uh, so we, we did that later on, you know, I, I went through all the phases that kids go through. And later on, my granddaddy on vacation, and I've shared this before, sat me down. We were at the beach, sat me down and just walked through the gospel. Um, and I knew what Jesus had done for me, but I hadn't really studied the scriptures like intentionally. Mm. And so he just walked me through like the Romans road and the different things like you are a sinner. Here's how you see that mm. in the Bible. And I'm like, wow, that's big. And then Christ died for me, even though I am a sinner and all that stuff. And man, that, that grew me exponentially. And so I, I experienced this like jump forward in my relationship with Christ. That was a little jarring and a little scary. Cause it's like, whoa, did I even know anything before? But I was like, no, I've always believed this. I just know it a lot better. And as I grew up, I went through the phases in teenage, you know, as a teenager and I made a lot of mistakes and I did some of the things that, you know, unbelieving teenagers do. And so, you know, sometimes people act like if you're a Christian, you never do anything wrong. That's just not true. Um, you can make some big mistakes as a Christian, the difference is, is what do you do about about it afterwards? You know, a Christian life starts with repentance and continues with repentance. Um, it's a lifestyle of repentance. And so I had to do that a lot. And uh, eventually I was in college and I started wrestling with this, my testimony, honestly, because all these other people I knew, people had testimonies like yours where it's like, oh man, they experienced this powerful change. And one time I heard a guy tell a testimony, he got up and he said, I was saved from a lifestyle of drugs. I was saved out of um, sexual immorality. I was saved out of, you know, prison. I was saved out of this, out of that. And then he was like, I got saved when I was four. <laughs> and, uh, and that just hit me, man. Yeah. It hit me. And I was like, what? And he was like, because if God had not saved me, that is the lifestyle I would have had. And I was like, man, that is so true of me. If Christ hadn't saved me when I was a little boy, Whew, I'd be I'd be a bad man, right. and so um, so that's kind of how God walked me through, and uh, and it and it was there were times where I doubted my salvation mm. because of honestly because I would grow in my walk with the Lord and just get afraid of did this really happen? Mm -hmm. But then as I look back, I realize you know I can't say that there's no sin in my life. First John tells us that even mm -hmm. as Christians, you're gonna right. have sin, but I have never, and this is really encouraging. I cannot remember a time that I did not believe in Jesus mm -hmm. as my Savior. Right, right. And I'm just thankful for that. Yeah. Well, the the really the prescription for unbelievers and believers is the same. We have to apply the gospel. It's faith and repentance. You know. So if, it you're, is. if you're not a believer, if you never come to faith in Christ, you know, it's one of those things we can sit here and tell you how great it is. You need to experience it. Yeah, that's right. When you place your faith in Jesus and you have forgiveness and repentance. It's amazing. It's yeah. life transforming. Uh, but for even for believers, though, yeah. like you said, we need to constantly go back to the gospel and and renew our faith and renew our repentance. It's it's over and over and over again. You are the gospel still being must always be applied to our lives. That's right. Yeah, we are still being transformed. So that's right. That's a good word. Brian. So that's our that's our testimony. That's a little bit about us and why we do this and why we're here. And yeah, we hope to continue to encourage families and believers in yep. their walk with the Lord. And maybe this is a little bit, a little part of your discipleship. And if we can just encourage anyone to turn back to the Lord or to get into your word, 
get into the word or anything like that, then we feel like we've, we've done our job. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us. All right. We'll, we'll see, see you, you next time. time.